Good day and welcome to the first edition of the Christian Sound Experience podcast. After 10 years, this podcast has been reborn. Yes, guys, those who never saw it in the first place, don't worry about that statement. For those who know me from the past, well, welcome back. I'm here again in a new podcasting light. Mm-hmm. We're back. We mean business this time. We've got a new platform. We're on the Anchor platform, as you guys can tell. Uh, thanks to Melissa Rowe for helping me set this up. I really appreciate her help. And uh, she took a lot of time helping me get this going. So we're going to kick into a little bit of an introduction about me and what I've been up to the last few years and where things have gone with me, to be honest. Um, well, we'll do a bit more about me in a greater detail on another podcast if people want that. But just for now, let's just say I've got my own place now. So I'm not with I'm not living with my family at the moment. I've got my own my own gaff, as it were my own space and that means I can do podcasts without interruption well I say without interruption we have ourselves a friend here who I'm going to talk about in a second but I just wanted to allude to the fact that there is someone here with me yes I call it a someone it's a parrot an African grey to be exact her name is Lily and she's about four years old, and she's been with me ever since she was 12 weeks old. That was like back in 2014, in the towards the middle of November, about 13th or 14th, I got her. So your birthday's coming up, Lil. Soon enough, we'll be celebrating your birthday soon, won't we? But yes, she's been here with me for that time. So you may hear her tweeting and whistling and squeaking and doing parrotish things that they do. So if you guys like. If you guys uh, don't mind her coming along for the ride while we're doing these podcasts, let's do it. Um, if you want to email me, you can email kwhawell at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Search for Christian Waywell. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-W-H-A-W-E-L-L. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Clockwork Chris, C L O C K W O R K K R I S S. No spaces in that one. If you're an Anchor user, and why shouldn't you be, you can find me on here. And if you want to drop me a message, it will get played on next week's podcast if we deem that it's worthy of doing or if it's relevant. If you guys have got questions, don't. Don't hesitate to, to get hold of me on any of those platforms. And I will do my best to respond to them as and when we put podcasts out. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, for those who know me well enough, you'll know that I am an avid clock collector. I still do that. I haven't added many. I've added more talking clocks of late. Uh, but my main chime clock collection is static at about 66, I think. So pretty good. They're not all at my house at the moment. I've got a couple away at a friend's house in storage while I get them back, but that's going to be done soon enough. And we'll be talking about a few of those if people want to talk about my clock collection, where it's at and what I've been doing with it. So that's that. Um, today's podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a vintage computer from the 1980s. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Commodore 64, of all things. 
This computer is an absolute legendary piece of equipment and I am proud to own one of these, or several of them. A lot of them at my dad's house for spare parts, but they do, a lot of them do work, but I do have one right here in my, in my gaff. So uh, we're gonna power it up in a minute or two and we're gonna let it play some music. We're gonna talk about it and I'm gonna show you some, some games with some sound effects and what she can do. Um, I just want to thank everyone for taking the time to tune into this today and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I'm going to enjoy putting it together. I can tell this is going to be a good long friendship with a lot of people. So without further ado, let's do it. Let's get the show on the road. Hello and welcome to the second part of this podcast. This is the Commodore 64. Pat, can we have music? I think we can. Show me what you can... There she is. This is live from the Commodore itself while we talk about the machine. The sound you are hearing is powered by the MOS Technologies 6581 SID chip. SID sound interface device it's a three channel sound chip consisting of several waveforms it's got four different um, official waveforms and an unofficial fifth waveform you can access if you know what you're doing if you program it correctly you can access a fifth one that you probably maybe shouldn't be doing but hey that's all right i don't mind but anyway let's cut to the chase and talk about this puppy so the SID chip which is what you're hearing right now is in performance mode it's playing music it is a sound effects chip but it also acts as a very nice synthesizer for music which is what it's doing right now it really does show off its capabilities better when it's doing music to be totally honest so that's what you've got um as I say, the waveforms it can produce are, um, it's got a sine wave, a, a, a triangle wave, a saw wave, a square wave, and a noise generator, as well as being able to do hard sync and ring modulation and all these cool synthesizer type things. For its time, it was definitely ahead of its time. Here we go, listen to this. I love that sound. That's what they call a, a pulse modulated square wave to make a like that. It's really nice. That's pulse width modulation at its best. With a nice pitch bend slide. Love that. You could do all this. And a lot of people used to do things with the SID chip to make them do things that you weren't expecting. Like, for example, what you're about to hear in a few seconds. Arpeggiation to make octaves. Warble between notes fast enough and gives you the illusion there's a lot more going on than there actually is. And that's what you could do with it. So, that's the SID chip side of things. The interesting part, the sound chip. The graphics on this machine were, for its day, for 1982, when it first came out, 
pretty spectacular. It was 16 colours, it had sprites, which are little graphical objects that you can move around. It had um, collision detection, so it could know if a, one object had hit another and it would cause the game to do something. Um, that was all built into the chip known as the VIC, the VIC, Video Integrated Circuit version 2. The original VIC chip was used in the VIC 20. It was a similar idea. Not as good in terms of what it could do, but it was certainly a good effort by Commodore to start with. The VIC 2 took the, you know, the, 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 the VIC 2 took the, um, the VIC and massaged it, gave it more capabilities, took away the sound generator, as that wasn't needed because of the SID, which you're hearing still. You know, so all the chips that Commodore produced, including the CPU, which we'll get to in a minute, um, which you'll be surprised when I tell you just what this machine consists of. You already know that it's fairly basic, but when you hear the sounds, you can really tell that it's got a lot of effort put into it to make you do what it's doing. You know, it's, it's doing quite a lot with very little resources. When you hear how little resources we've got here, you'll be amazed. You will be surprised when I tell you just what resources this computer has at its availability. Not a lot. It's actually quite surprising. You know, it, it's not a machine to be... Um, to be sniffed at when you look at what this has got. So we're going to get the music to fade away in a second, and then we'll um, we'll go and we'll talk a bit more in detail about the machine. Then we'll demonstrate a game loading. Well, it's actually it's loading one now, but I'm actually going to cancel this one. I just wanted it for the music. Yes, and the Commodore does offer, believe it or not, actual. Um, it does actually offer um, it does actually offer um, what I call um, background music while it loads that that was one of the Commodore's strong points when games were loading not all games did this but the ones that did really shone so let's go into the more details of the inner workings of this machine. Uh, the computer itself is a brownish coloured, brownish coloured looking thing. Um, the caps lock key is an actual physical switch. Yes, it's an actual switch. As opposed to like on a modern computer where the caps lock key just turns on a light and it does logic and makes you do it. This actually latches. It's an actual latch. If you press the switch, you can actually hear it latching in and out. Um, it's a 66-key keyboard. Um, it comprises of all your standard letter keys and stuff. It's got eight functions. There's eight function keys. Well, actually, four function buttons, but they sh you shift them. So you've got one, three, five, and seven. If you hold your shift key, they become two, four, six, and eight. So they've encompassed um, eight function keys into four keys, which is pretty sweet. The keyboard feel, it's not... And Lily's imitating me tapping the keys going because that's kind of what it sounds like. Uh, 
You know, it's it's got quite a hard keyboard feel, but it's... Yeah, good girl. Yeah, you mean this? Yeah, she does. She means that. But yes, the keyboard feel is quite hard, but I like it. It's it's pretty sweet, actually. Um, the computer has um, nine expansion ports on it. Yeah, just nine ports for connecting things. It's got two joystick ports. They're, uh, they look like old-fashioned serial ports that you'd find on a PC, really, like the nine-pin type. There are two of those. Uh, it has um, a cartridge port. We're going to go around from the right-hand side. So we'll start on the front right. We've got a two joystick ports next to each other there. Port one is the frontmost one. Port one behind that. Power switch behind that, which just turned it off. So rocker, you just rock it down to turn it off. Rock it up to turn it on. Behind that is your power input. Round the back is your cartridge input. To the left of that is your RF modulator. This thing is connected to my Samsung 40-inch um, TV. Yes, these new Samsungs, thanks to Andre Louis, these are the ones that talk. I haven't got the speech on mine at the moment, but I could. I will demonstrate it one day. Um, it's uh, it's a nice piece of kit. It's it's a good TV. To the left of the modulator is the input for the video signals. If you want to connect your TV directly to it with a, a SCART lead, if you've got SCARTs, these don't. But if you did have a TV with a SCART input, you could do that. Um, to the left of that is your IEC serial bus for connecting floppy drives to it. To the left of that is your tape port, which has my tape we know connected to it to the left of that is the expansion edge connector which is used for putting memory uh, memory units on and chassis expanders possibly hard drives i don't know what you can tell for that back edge connector i've i've not actually ever seen it used but i've been told you can tow quite a lot of stuff off that back edge that edge connector does supply quite a lot of capability so the computer's got quite a lot of ability for its age it runs at the grand total of one megahertz or thereabouts just just slightly shy of that in the uk and europe um about 900 some kilohertz but it's pretty it's close enough to one megahertz you might as well call it one meg because it's pretty much close enough to it that you could call it that uh the cpu is a 6510 a 6510 running up just as i say about one megahertz um it's an 8-bit cpu so this is an 8-bit computer this this thing goes back to the 8-bit era um for what it is it's pretty good actually you know it, it's quite capable to be fair it is a capable system for its age and it's 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 for what it is it's it's a very capable little machine um these are fetching a lot of money nowadays these machines are growing in popularity again uh, due to the availability of modern-day interpretations of hardware such as a cassette deck, which I've got here. This is a virtual cassette unit. It's a digital cassette unit um, running off an Arduino Nano, a little single-board computer that somebody has, you know, made... Uh,
you know, somebody's kindly kind of put this together and made it go. So let's load up again now, and we'll talk about the machine while it's loading. Um, this is going to take about two minutes. This does actually load them at the speed that they would have loaded. We're going to be loading Boulder Dash. Boulder Dash is my favourite game of all time. Um, it's a game where you have to basically um, run around caves and collect... Uh, you have to collect diamonds and the idea is you get as many diamonds as you can in the time that you're permitted. So it's now loading. I'm waiting on the, some more components coming in for this computer tomorrow. Uh, at the time of recording this, I am going to go to my post office because there's a parcel waiting for me for this computer. And if we don't have this podcast up today, we are going to demonstrate a few more features of it. This is going to be a podcast. It might take a while to actually put the whole thing together. But let's talk about this computer as much as we can and enjoy it. Um, I'll say she's an 8-bit machine. Uh, 64 kilobytes of RAM. You go, nah, you'd never get nothing in that. They used to write games in that memory. Seriously, guys, these machines, they used to put games in 64 kilobytes of RAM. Seriously, they did. Nowadays, 64 kilobytes of RAM is just nothing. But back then, it was the world, you know? It was a big thing back in 1982 when the VIC-20, I think, had like 1K of RAM or something. I can't remember how much RAM that had. Not Nowhere near what this has got. But even that, they could fit some games into it. Um, it was um, quite a, a rare thing to have a lot of RAM back in the day. And here's Boulder Dash. This is a game which I absolutely love. So let's start it off and uh, let's talk you through the first level. The music for this was written by a guy called Peter Leeper. Don't know a lot about this guy but he wrote the music for this. Let's do it. So kicking off the first level noise is when rocks fall that's me walking that's a diamond that's a rock falling you want to avoid having them hit you on the nurry or the head that's a diamond so i'm going to run to the right and i'm going to run down and get a diamond here that's a diamond dropping you don't want to do that really but you can get away with it to a degree there's another diamond Go. Let's get that up there and get them diamonds. Now this noise here, uh, that noise you don't want to hear. That's me just dropping a rock on my head. You don't want to do that. That's bad times. Let's carry on. Carry on regardless. <laughs> Sweet. Let's just... Just go down. That's a rock. There's a diamond. There's a rock falling. Push that out of the way because I want to get that. 
diamond there and that diamond there and we're going to go through here and we're going to get that now that that clicking noise you can hear all that is a joystick that's the door opening so we're going to get down here oh dear that's not a good idea no, it's, it's alright I've done it I figured it out I know exactly what I did wrong it's all good and we're through the level sweet level 2 10 diamonds there's 10 diamonds and 20 points a piece so I've got to get 10 diamonds out of this level to get through this so let's, uh, let's do a bit of work here to get get ourselves out of this mess uh, I've got to oh I just missed one that's it good boy you've got to be careful on this level you don't miss things because if you miss things oh there's one there I'm, I always miss that one as well I don't know why I do I don't know why I do that I always miss that one and that's really not a good thing to be doing and I wish that would go away because that's so distracting so let's get ourselves at this bit here so I can move to the right here and get our next lot of diamonds and boulders and things out of the way we've done that so let's get ourselves up the next part of the level I'm going to show you some more capabilities of this fantastic computer over the coming parts of this podcast because, you know, this thing is, it's slow, yes, but with the right hardware, it, it actually can be uh, quite a fun machine to use. And we're going to demonstrate a few more games and a few more of its sound-making capabilities and, you know, just general things about it, which is fun. You know, little fun factoids, little bits of cool stuff that the machine could do. Um, you know, it wasn't a machine that... Uh, oh, dear. That wasn't very clever. Uh, yeah, I think... Oh, dear. Bird. Do you mind? No, Lily. It's because I'm making Commodore noises. There we go. That's the end of that one. Let's reset the machine and bring it back to being normal. There's a button on the back of it. I've got a, I've got a reset cartridge installed so I can do that. Let's see if I've got a game that I was told about a few years ago. Um, I don't know if I have it. But as you can tell, this machine has got some capabilities that stretch beyond gaming it's an office machine you can use this for office work i don't have a printer i don't have all the hardware to go with it i'd like to get some hardware so that i can do things with this i would love to have this computer do things more you know i'd like to use this as, as, as an everyday machine you know i would love to do that and I'm, I'm thinking that it might be something to look at you know It might be a cool machine to play with. You know.
There's a game here called Bath Time. I don't know what that's about. Let's have a look and see. Battleships. Batty. Bazooka. Bazooka Bill. I don't know what that's about. I haven't played that. BC. Yes. Beachhead. I haven't played Beachhead in years. Beat it. Don't know what that is. Should we load that and see what it does? Never heard of it. Yeah, let's load it and see what it does. Why not? This is what this is all about. We're going to have some fun with this computer today. I was actually looking for a game called Benji, which I do believe uh, a good old friend of mine from a long time ago told me about. She told me about the music for it. She said it had cool music. If I've got it, we'll try and make it play and we'll have some fun with this computer. Why not? This is this is what this is all about. This is actually going to do. Um. This is going to do what the Commodore 64 always did, okay? This 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 is going to show you, you know, the way this is going to load is how the Commodore 64 would have done this. So any, any musical loaders, anything that happens is normal behaviour for the computer. We're not faking anything, we're not fast-forwarding time. We're loading things as they would have intentionally been loaded when, when the machine was was brought oh wow nice nice one it's got a beautiful loader oh sweet <laughs> a musical loader again machine for its age it's really quite remarkable that this actually still works after nearly 30 odd years you can really hear the sonic niceness of that SID chip in action there it's using uh, various waveforms that it can produce to do what it's doing 
Now, the audio is a little distorted on this machine, but that's the Commodore 64's character. It always did that. All C64s suffer from that. It's what it does. That's the charm of the 64. Oh, I'm loving the music to this. I'm trying to think what game this is actually out of. It's been unofficially ripped. The music has been unofficially ripped from another game. Uh, oh, um, um, uh, um, oh, oh, e, i, o, um, yeah. Right. Okay. Don't ask. I've no idea. Beat it. Okay. Dear me. Okay, I don't know what to do on this. I'm just waiting for it to finish. Hit fire to play. do um, I guess I've got to kind of put a oh it's just music I don't know weird don't ask no idea don't know what you're supposed to do with that game <laughs> it's had an interesting intro though, didn't it? But anyway, let's see if we can find this Benji thing. Let's look for this Benji game. We're having fun with this, aren't we? This is my first podcast, so we are allowed to, to ramble and bimble and do things that we would not normally do. But today we're going to do it because it's our first attempt at this. So, yeah, I, I, I think that we are going to have some fun with this. Um... So yeah, let's let's get this. Uh... Oh, bleh. um, bedlam. It's not in there. I haven't got Benji. Oh dear. Big Biggles. Nah, I've not got. I haven't got what I thought I had. Um, but as you can tell, you know this machine is pretty. Uh, it's pretty sweet. Let me see if I've got anything that I can really show you what the sound chip can do. Um, I've got, I think I may have something that will tickle your taste buds a bit with the sound quality of what this chip can really do. 
let's see. Um, let's see if I can get red, red max. I'm looking for a certain Rick Dangerous. Oh, Rick Dangerous. Oh, Rick Dangerous. That was a good game. Oh, that was a good game was Rick Dangerous. It used to be great, that. Um, Road Blaster. Robin Hood. Oh, wow. Robocop. Um, I mean, yeah, let's look at that. That'll, let's do that on this Ocean Software. It's uh, this is a good game actually. Um, Robocop was one of the Commodores. Um, it was one of the the games that really showed what the C sixty four could do with the sound chip. Again, it's a, a musical loader. Um, this is Ocean Loader version four, I think. Don't quote me on that. I believe it's Ocean Loader four for this game. It's pretty sweet. Music written by John Dunn. The last music for that other one, the 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 loading music for that last game was Rob Hubbard. For the actual game music, I don't know who wrote that, um, but the main music that you heard as it was loading, that was Rob Hubbard that did that. Um, if you want. You know, if you're into this kind of music and you like this kind of thing, you can go to the High Voltage SID collection, hvsc.c64.org, where you can download all of this cool stuff in a format that you can play on your PC using a program called SID Play 2. This is the SID chip really showing what it can do. Pretty impressive. This game was this game was put under license to Ocean Software. 
Ocean Software did the licensing for this one. They did a lot of movie titles, actually, that they licensed and made games out of and did pretty well with. I don't know what Ocean Software are doing now. I don't. I very much doubt they're around anymore, but they were around for a few years. They were pretty good. They also ran a sub-company called Imagine that marketed some of their lesser-known titles. But they were pretty good. fades away. Now, this game has speech in it. Hopefully, if this machine is going to play ball for us, we should be able to get that working. This is actually quite a good game. It's got good sound quality as well, so we'll, we'll get to hear. I'll let you hear a bit of the music, and we'll get into the game, and we'll see what happens. It's hard to believe that this stuff actually just still works after all these years you know what I mean I'm quite impressed with it it's this is a good little computer Fire in the throat. Now, 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 now. 
Oh dear. See if I can get the music. Oh, why are we... There you go, got it now. Now check out the quality of this. That is what I call real C64 music when you can do what this guy did. Yep, drums, synthesized, filtered bass, that's pretty sweet. Turn it up a bit. Oh. Take a load of that. issue and I don't know why it did this but you could crash it by hitting the restore key like this uh yeah could you ever uh yeah we just totally <laughs> oh dear <laughs> you could crash a c64 by doing that I don't know what the restore key is supposed to do but yeah uh that's a look at the basics of it um we'll come back to it tomorrow we'll go to the shop and we'll get our supply of parcels, well, a parcel. And we will uh, come back and we'll do a bit more. But for now, I bid you farewell. Because we can and because this has been great. And I'm glad you guys are enjoying this as much as I'm enjoying it. I hope you are anyway. Uh, this has been quite a long recording, I know. Um... I really am looking forward to uh, experimenting with the rest of this and really seeing where this goes. Um, hopefully tomorrow we'll have our, our next piece of equipment that we can demonstrate. We're not going to go too much further into the C64. I think we've heard enough about it in terms of some of its capabilities. We've played a few games. We've heard a few sound effects. We've heard the SID chip really go for it. We know the specs now. How about, though, having synthetic speech? Yes, the Commodore 64 is getting a speech module. The Cura 64, I think it's called. Cura, the Cura Microspeech 64. Um, plugs into, the, um, plugs into the, the cartridge port and works with BASIC and uh, lets us have speech capability. So looking forward to getting that. 
and that should be an interesting project to play with. So hopefully I'll get that tomorrow. I got a bumble off down the shop to get it. Well, I might take you for the ride. Uh, or may not. I don't know. Let's see how I feel about that. But maybe we won't do that. Maybe what we'll do, we'll add it as an episode to this, a segment to this. Uh, and we'll publish the whole thing out after that. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I will tell you now, this is going to be a lot of fun. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying this, as I say. And uh, we'll come back on the next section. Hello again, guys. It's the next day, and it's time to take a look at some of the parcels that we have. Yes, we got parcels. Parcelage. Parcelage is always goodage. Yes, we have some parcels. We don't have everything we have, I don't think. But let's take a look at what we do have. So let's go get our uh, our cutting devices and let's take a look at the parcels that we do actually have in our possession. I've got a feeling I probably have them all. Well, at least I've got four. All at once, i got four parcels. That's good. Let's go and deal with it. Let's go and deal with it. Because we can deal with it, and because we've got a knife, and we can just go in and get these parcels open and see what we got. So, there are four. Let's start with... Let's start with our first one. I think I know what this is. I'm hoping this is one of the things I'm looking for getting. It looks like it might be the uh, one of the, the bits that I'm looking at. So, let's uh, just cut into this and... See if we can just deal with this as best we can. So let's just rip into this because there we go. Ooh, that might not be part of what I'm after, but it's all wrapped up nicely. Oh yeah, that's my oh that's my final cartridge reloaded, I think. That's my Oh, that looks like my cartridge. That's that's decent. Um, I think that's what that is. Epic's fast load reloaded. I believe that's what that is. Let's undo it and take a look. Ah, oh, brand new. S superb. It's even got a little reset button on it. That's my fast load reloaded. Fabby do. That's got that. We'll have a look at that in a bit. We do need a few more bits and pieces for this machine. So let's take a look at what we can get out of all of this. This is exciting stuff here. These are the parts of the hardware that we know that we need to have. Um, well, this one, it says very fragile. So I don't know what this is going to be. Let's just break into it and see what it is. This knife is very effective at breaking parcels open. This is our second parcel. Oh, this is our. Oh, that's our SD to IEC. That is very fragile. Gotta admit, that is very fragile. Wow. That is super fragile. Whoa. Yeah, that's gonna have to be put in the case, I think. Not really happy about that, but. 
Not much I can do about that. It's going to be alright though. Yeah. That is super fragile. I'm going to have to get a case for that, I think. That is crazy. That thing is crazy. But it's alright as long as you take care of it. It should be alright. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about this. That's. Uh, that's one crazy device. Um, we'll look at that later. That's that's the disk drive unit. Hopefully that'll just work. That does look a bit kludgy though. That is very fragile. Um, the next one we've got coming in. Looks like some sort of weird jolter interface thing. Um, you know what this is? Let's take a look at what we got here. Let's take a look at what we got here. Oh, this looks like a joystick to mouse interface. That's kind of new as well. That looks like... Ooh, that's an interesting design. Okay. That is a very interesting design. How are we supposed to use this then? Well, that goes to that. And that goes to that. Okay, that's weird. Where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of it? Oh, the rest of it's here. Okay. I see. I see, I see, you then, you, ooh, interesting, all right, so you can connect it with that, oh, very interesting device, huh. that's a very interesting little uh, bimble-tastic thing, so what we do with that is we, that's an extension cable so you can move Okay, so we got interrupted. That wasn't very nice, was it? But we've we've just dealt with three of our parcels. We've got our joystick adapter. That looks pretty sweet. I'm gonna have to connect someone up to that later and see how that works. Um, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, takes a Commodore joystick and it just adapts it to wherever it's needed. I think you can connect it straight to the side of your machine if you wish. But there is an extension adapter if you need to use that, which I thought was rather tastefully done. So, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Now, I'm hoping the box... I'm hoping the box contains the goods that I'm after. I'm hoping that the box is what I'm hoping to be something that's decent. Um, really I'm hoping that that is what it's meant to be so let's uh, we'll keep that one in its casing because that's uh, pretty fragile but the circuit board wasn't planning on that being quite like that but uh, we got one more we got the box actually yes we got the box hopefully this is my fourth bit that I maybe should have got yesterday it's as fragile but I doubt that it is. So let's uh, let's deal with this. 
cut into this and like that. And let's go for this. Hopefully this is the current micro speech. I'm hoping that is my speech sensor unit. So it looks like it might well be looking at the way that's packaged. Could have been what I should have got yesterday and didn't. Oh my god. Yeah, it looks like this is what I should have got. Yeah. It looks like the Cura Micro Speech. So I'm not waiting for a parcel today. Doesn't look like anyway. Let's get this unwrapped and take a look at what we got in it. Oh, yes. Oh, the current micro speech. It's here. Yes, all my bits are here. All the parts I'm waiting for. That gives us a perfect excuse to power up the C64 and at least show you the tech to speech side of things. So let's do that. Sweet. Let's do that. So the Commodore 64 was renowned for having lots of capability and this little device is one such piece of hardware that we can connect to it oh uh, yeah and that was uh, so uh, that was like so cool that i got this i remember this now seeing it so let's um get the commodore running Plug the Kuro in. That goes right on. I think it goes in that port. Thinking about it, I've been. Yes, I remembered it correctly. As a kid, I remembered it correctly. So let's get our. We don't need the. We don't need all the hardware that we've got here. We'll just use what we've got. Um, let's just get a power lead into it. Let's get power to the computer. We're not going to disconnect the laptop because we're going to need the laptop in a minute for something else. So let's get the Commodore 64 up and running and let's see if we can't um, get some speech out of this thing. So let's turn the TV over to Lily. Do that. Put the TV on that mode. And then we'll get the Commodore and we'll turn it on. And the Commodore is up. So let's type init for initialization and press enter. Hopefully we'll get a speech. Got it! S-A-T D-E-Y space twold H-E-L-L-O twold return hello C-N zero return K-O-N zero return there we are we got speech we got the Commodore 64 doing its thing you can write little programs using this little speech unit it's not the best thing in the world but it's here and it runs sweet I got my current micro speech that is brilliant now I don't know what you can run with this thing. A B B S C S B 
sweet though so you can do like If you do KON0, it'll turn the speech. You can make it. Uh, that should. Um, it, it, oh, I, I, I want to know if there's a way to change that so you can change the speed the pitch of the the voice that plays back stuff or whether you've only got the choice to do it with one of them i don't know god i remember seeing this thing though as a kid i remember this speech unit now this thing was sweet i had a lot of fun with it um got another one now so i'm happy good times ahoy anyway it's time for me to float on down and get this podcast posted. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed putting this together. Um, this is your Commodore 64 tour. Um, I will be looking at some more of the bits and bobs. Um, let's unplug the Cura and let's test. Oh, God, that's tight. That won't even come out. Oh, dear. That's out, but it's nearly pulled the internals out of the unit. There we go. So let's put the fast load reloaded in there and see what the fast load reloaded has to say for itself. Um, just checking all the hardware that I got because I'm curious about what we have to deal with. 
It says there's no... There it is, the fast load reloaded. I'll deal with the other stuff another time, but this, I just have to plug this in and see what this has to give the Commodore. See if it'll give me anything that I already knew existed. Right on, it's just booted right in. So uh, let's just do... Uh... Okay, so let me do... I'm just... I'll just uh, it's... it's Now, let me just have a look at the screen now. I've got the screen set with all the stuff in it that it should have. Oh, it says fast load. So it's telling me the fast load is there. So let me just press the button on the, on the top of it and see. Oh, it's a reset button, brilliant. Right, we're all good. We're all good. We are all good. The machine is working to specification just the way that I'd expect that it would do. And yes, I'm happy. That's a little bit of a look at the Commodore 64. It's our first podcast, our first major venture into anything crazy right here on the Christian Sound Experience. And Lily's loving it just as much as I am. Now, I will... Before we end this podcast, program that speech unit to give us our sign-off. I want to say before I do this, thanks for listening and have yourselves a great day. And we'll translate that into what the speech synth has to say. Exactly the same way. Thanks for listening and have a great day. That's what we're going to make it say. So let's let's do this. Let's have the Kura Micro Speech perform for one last time before we get to our next great venture right here on the KSC Podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast.